Hey everyone, and a special hello to everyone listening on Twitter right now. Welcome to episode 5 of Who is Neil? This episode is going to be a bit different. It is going to focus on a Twitter conversation I had this week with a Twitter user named Jason Bergkamp, aka Kexec underscore org on Twitter. Jason is an alt-right account that, like Neil Turner, uses technology to be a constant reply to Trump and Clinton tweets. He got in contact with me, wanting to talk about his and Neil Turner's alt-right movement, as he wasn't happy with how the account White Genocide T1 represented them in my last podcast. Jason and I talked about what his values are and what the alt-right movement is about. The topics range from nationalism and Trump to Alex Jones and George Soros. Before that, though, let's look at what we've discussed in the last four episodes of Who is Neil? Episode 1, I introduced Neil and explained that he is not a bot. He is a real person using tech to empower his account. An extremely active pro-Trump account that has amassed a cult following on the Twitter platform. Neil is supposedly a teenage to early 20-year-old living in Mississippi. His bio on Twitter reads this, Fighting political correctness and white genocide one tweet at a time. Hashtag Trump, hashtag alt-right. Neil's tweets have also been featured in Politico and Fortune, which is true. They have. However, it wasn't the press that got Neil popular. It was technology. Neil runs a script, a simple computer program, that allows his account to be the first respondent to every tweet that comes from either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton's accounts. I then shared a bit about how I am using some technology of my own to get the top replies to Trump and Clinton tweets. Um, here with my brother Logan, as I said, and we put together a test where uh, we wrote a little script to see uh, what type of impressions and views we would be getting if we were the number one reply to both uh, Hillary and Trump. So, Logan, uh, I want to say hello to the Twitter audience here. Hello. Hacker in residence here at Who is Neil Industries. Yep, I've uh, got the hacker in residence here. I've been doing it for quite some time. Pretty exciting. And so, um, like I said, we wrote a script. We wanted to test the number of impressions we could get if we were up at the top. Um, and mostly just beat out our friend Neil and take back the top. I then shared a Twitter conversation I had with an alt-right account called White Genocide T1 on Twitter. Nathan. No, it doesn't. A bot is not a real person. It's a hollow account solely built on auto-responses and sometimes machine learning. Andrew. But it's developed by a real person. Are you not a real person? You developed a bot that is spam. Nathan. So are at Neil Turner and at White Genocide T1 spam too? White Genocide. We aren't promoting the same tweet over and over, and ours are relevant, yours isn't. Nathan. Nor am I. You use automated blanket statements that could be relevant to literally anything. White genocide. You use this one over and over again. At least I'm creative. 
I then finally shared a direct message conversation that I had with the Neil Turner Twitter account, where he described why he is fighting to keep Clinton out of office and why he supports Donald Trump. Neil. I've made my decision. I'm not coming on your show slash podcast. I'm for Trump because I hate what the globalists are doing to our country, Canada, and all the other European countries. I'm tired of the media's agenda. I'm tired of the media's lies. I'm tired of having to put up with self-hating people. Why are we forced to share everything we work for with strangers? Oh, and could you stop replying to my tweets? Your comments have no substance and are totally worthless, sometimes even totally false. I'll have to block you if you don't stop. Fair enough? Like I said, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to solely focus on an interview that I did with Jason Bergkamp, aka Kexec underscore org on Twitter. In this episode, I'll share the first part of that interview. The next part of the interview will be shared in next week's episode of Who is Neil? So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy it. Now, before I share my conversation with Jason Bergkamp, aka Kexec underscore org on Twitter, let me give you a little background on who he is. Jason is a member of the alt-right and a writer for Vanguard 14, a publication that is out to save the white race. Jason is a firm believer in nationalism and is pro-Trump. Jason also aligns with political commentators such as Alex Jones, although he thinks Mr. Jones is a little bit over the top. You have probably seen Jason at the top of Trump and Clinton reply threads quite often. I did a text interview with Jason the other day. I mostly just asked questions, which you'll see. This should let you form your own opinion on the alt-right and Jason as a person. This Twitter conversation involves two people, myself, Nathan, and Jason Bergkamp, a.k.a. Kexec underscore org. I will refer to him as Jason and myself as Nathan. The conversation started with Jason reaching out on Twitter asking me to direct message him so that he can give some improvements to my podcast. I'll start with that first direct message that I sent. Nathan. What's up, Jason? You wanted to chat? Jason. Well, since I don't believe White Genocide TM, or whatever name he's using nowadays, represented us very well, I'm open to discussing and giving interview on what our movement is about. Since you're Jewish, I'll keep it as neutral as possible. I'm happy to hear you out, and I'm not Jewish. You don't have to stay neutral. What's the point in talking if you're not expressing your real opinions? If you're not Jewish, then why did you volunteer at the Hillel House, the foundation for the Jewish campus life? It was a job to make money, which I needed. They hire plenty of non-Jews. Ah, so a self-administered Shabbos Goy. I don't have an affiliation with any religion. Still, you are a Shabbos Goy, but that's fine. 
Well, no, but that's fine. When would you want to chat? Do you have a mic and all? I think that a text interview would be best. I'm not always in a position to talk. I am a businessman that travels a lot. However, I can always text in between. Understandable. I get busy with my tech work as well. How about we just chat on DM? I'll start asking questions now. That is fine. I can't promise you to always answer the questions straight away though. Not a problem. Let's consider this an ongoing conversation. So, is Jason Bergkamp your real identity? Yes, it certainly is. Although, since my last professional occupation involves security, you won't find any of the LinkedIn's. Well, that's good. I don't agree with anonymity when sharing political opinions. Yes. Well, I can understand why the people do it though. In some of these countries, especially the European countries, you get arrested for airing your political ideologies. I can understand that much for safety. So, where are you from originally and where do you live now? Well, I am quite open about the location I am in. I was born in the Milford, Massachusetts, close to the Boston. My American dad and Dutch mom decided to move to the Netherlands, where I've lived in Amsterdam for the last 27 years of my life. I was in Japan last month. Interesting. I lived in Boston and Cambridge for five years. I know where Milford is. What did your parents do for a living? Well, my dad was the defense contractor, a military contractor, still very active, but not so much as the traveling much more. Now, my mom, she is the English teachers at one of the colleges in Amsterdam. Ah, so was the move to the Netherlands due to your father's work? My father was very active in the year for his work. But the main reason was for my mother, who was being quite homesick. That makes sense. So what values were important to them? What were you raised to believe? That traditionalism and love for one's identity and culture are important. Were either of your parents politically active? My dad is a member of the Republican Party, but that's it. I see. Do those values you were raised on influence your views today? Well, yes, the recent events and past events have defined them, though. Makes sense. The world is quite chaotic right now. We're at a point of transition in a lot of ways. But you grew up in the Netherlands, which is interesting. Did you attend university? Yes, I did. Where did you go, and what did you study? I studied the information technologies at the Hoge School of Amsterdam, and then went to Amsterdam University and ended up with a bachelor's in the Inf International Information Securities. I see. An understanding of technology is something most people, regardless of political beliefs or values, seem to respect. Did you start forming your current political beliefs in college, or was it before that? Well, I consider myself a socialist till the age of 22 until nature caught up with me. How'd you decide to affiliate with socialism and why the change? Any specific events or public figures that drove these decisions? Well, not so much. I just started reading a lot. A lot. What were you reading then? 
that all kinds of the literature, from capitalism and freedom, to the culture of critique and various historical books, I am always reading. I see. How did nature catch up with you, then? What does that mean, exactly? It means that the socialist and the other ideals often subscribe to the ideas that all humans on this planet are created equal, that we are all born equal. Nature has proven that this is not the case. We are all biologically human, though, homo sapiens, which makes us all equal. How is that not the case? Even if the people of different races are born in the environments where the variables are the same, some of these races by nature will do better, perform better than the others. Okay, give me an example. Just look at the varying IQ scores between different races. Socioeconomic factors, which are often used by liberals, really are void, especially considering the amount of Asians that are doing so well as compared to whites. They are doing equally well as whites. Those are often branded as oppressors and inventors of institutionalized racism. If the socioeconomics were of influence, many Asians, mainly Chinese and Koreans, that were used to build the American railway system, wouldn't perform as well as they are. There is a racial intelligence gap, whether people like it or not. Well, I think you could make that claim for pretty much any race. If you can find cases where all the variables are the same, and at one point in time, whites may perform better, and another point in time, with the exact same variables, maybe Hispanics or Asians perform better, and so on. What you just said sounds a lot like white supremacy, though. Would you consider yourself a white supremacist? Well, do you have these statistics to prove that? Also, what do you mean by supremacist? I'm not entirely sure how saying the intelligence of Asians often equates with that of whites is white supremacy. Well, you said that there is a racial intelligence gap. Are whites superior to other races that, as you say, have a lower IQ score in aggregate? How can you make that claim for any race when you just said you haven't done any of the research into it? It's the same kind of ignorant behavior you showed when you took that clip from the Alex Jones and marked it a conspiracy theory. If you had actually done some of the research, you'd find out that the organization he talks about is a Mexican supremacist movement. I know Alex blows things out of proportion, but it's not a conspiracy theory that organizations actually want to get rid of the whites in states they believe are still part of the Mexico. Here you go again. I never said that. See? I twice iterated that the Asians and whites are on equal levels. Alex Jones talks about lizard people and then tries to be a reputable source. He has no merit, in my opinion. Which is just an opinion. It doesn't mean you have to agree. I don't doubt that there are groups of people that are anti-white. There are hate groups for pretty much every demographic, unfortunately. This doesn't mean there's a government conspiracy like white genocide underway, though. I believe in meritocracy. If you work hard, you deserve to be rewarded for it, regardless of race or gender. If more whites or Asians succeed because of that, so be it. But that doesn't mean that any races are superior to one another. Race should really play no role. No, the Alex Jones never talks about the lizard people. You're confusing him with David Icke. Even Jones ridicules Ike for the lizard stuff, so obviously you haven't done your research very well. 
Infowars is a reputable source. Infowars is a reputable source. And they always back it up with the facts and the sources. I don't think that anyone has ever said it's a government conspiracy to commit genocide. It's far bigger than that. If you want to get into these sources, look into the Kardahov Karigi. He wrote a book where he outlines his plans for the European people to be replaced. That is not a conspiracy theory. That's something that was published. They even have an annual prize named after him. And guess, who won that prize two years in a row? The same person that has invited millions of refugees into the Europe. Exactly. The Angela Merkel. No conspiracy theories here, but just the facts. Uh, so what is the bigger idea then, if not genocide? This big idea seems to be the foundation of your movement, no? The big idea of our movement even though it's more of a way of life, is to save the white people. We're already a world minority, and we don't want less of us. Who do you feel you are saving white people from? Those that are trying to get rid of us. Can you give some examples of the groups and individuals that are trying to do that? Well, I wish that I could tell you the groups. I can, however, tell you that the individuals I've identified. Carlton Hove Karigi is one of them. Most recently, and more relevantly, is George Soros. Oh, okay. Uh, why can't you tell the groups? I'm just curious. Please do elaborate on the individuals you've identified and how you came to identify them as such. Well... It's because it is hard to name the groups. You can't put them in groups. I guess you could call them being part of the global elite. But that's it. I've already explained the first. Now, Soros. He has a history of funding the organizations that promote the immigration to European nations. What is your opposition to immigration and Soros funding the advocacy of immigration? Well... Why would someone from an ideological point of view fund immigration to the countries when he doesn't have a stake in said countries? I don't know. You tell me. How about this? Wanting to destroy the European culture. To be continued.